재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵. Well, the Olympics have come and gone. Great Britain finishing second on the medal table above China for the very first time. The British national team won golds across 15 sports in Rio and have a total of 66 medals in 19 sports, beating the total of 65 when they hosted the Games in London back in 2012. So to talk more about Great Britain's phenomenal success and what countries like Korea can perhaps learn from it, we're very pleased to have joining us lecturer in sports policy at Durham University, Dr. Ian Lindsay. Hello. Hello, good to speak to you. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Lindsay. Uh, I think, to be frank, some people here in South Korea might look at the results that the UK has produced with a little bit of envy. Phenomenal results indeed. Um, Generally speaking, going into the uh, events, there are goals being set by respective Olympic committees. Were the goals generally met or exceeded for the UK? I think you, you can certainly say that they were, they were exceeded. I think the, the scale of success that Britain has had across a number of sports exceeded those aspirations. We obviously said we, we won 65 medals in, in London and had set a, a target this time round of winning 48 model, medals um, in the Rio uh, Games. That was kind of based on, or partly on a, a recognition that no host nation had ever improved their performance in the in the subsequent games to hosting them, and and so our performance following on from London to, to Rio uh, had really kind of exceeded what even the kind of policymakers and, and those intimately involved in the system ha- had thought would um, occur. Right, as as uh, most people who follow the Olympics over the years knows, the host country generally tends to do quite well. Uh, repeating that success is not always an easy thing. Uh, as, can we talk about some of the reasons why uh, Great Britain was able to actually improve upon its performance from London 2012? Um, people are saying that, according to some reports at least, um, investment, uh, sports funding uh, has played a very key role in this. Uh, can you just tell us uh, and our listeners here uh, exactly about this program and how effective it was? Uh, absolutely. Um, I think the, the level of investment and the level of funding has, has been key to the, the success of the Team G, but also the way in which that funding is distributed and what the, the, the money contributes to. Um, the funding primarily comes from, from the government and is also direct, the government also directs our national lottery to put in significant amount of funds into elite sports. So over the, the four years from London to Rio, the Olympic sports were funded to the tune of, of 27, uh, £274 million and similarly £73 million over that period is going into preparation now for our Paralympic athletes as well. And that funding is distributed by uh, a body called UK Sport, and they spend approximately 30% of it on their central systems of coach development and talent identification and, and sports science support. But the majority, the 70%, the other 70% goes to directly funding individual sports and their athletes. Um, and a really key factor in that distribution of funding is the, the no compromise uh, approach that UK uh, sport adopts, which means that it is only those kind of sports and athletes that have a, a record of success and who are most likely to uh, be assessed to be able to gain a, a medal in the forthcoming uh, Olympics that actually receive funding. So to give a practical example of that, um, cycling gained £22 million in the run-up to the London Olympics, 
it was obviously successful as a sport and those athletes were cycling athletes were successful in London and so they gained increased funding of 26 million pounds in the, in the run up to Rio you contrast that with a sport like basketball where um, they because they were competing in their home Olympics in London they got 3.6 million but got none of that funding in the current mm. cycle because there was an assessment that they weren't likely to, to gain a medal. Yeah, and that's an interesting uh, point that you've made. And uh, you brought up cycling. I know that uh, when I've read previous uh, case studies of, uh, let's say, a country like China, which does have vast resources in the lead up to hosting the 2008 Beijing Olympics and their desire to become a sporting superpower, uh, they targeted and chose sports that do give a wealth of measures, uh, medals, like swimming, um, like track and field to varying results or diving. Um, Were there any, I suppose, strategic reasons beyond just, I suppose, um, rewarding the athletes who have shown a track record of success? Because I I understand that cycling was also one of those programs where uh, you do have a chance to earn a lot of medals, but also something that um, Great Britain was uh, good at for quite a while. Yeah, I think I think there's a really interesting point there, and perhaps slightly different to, to China. Okay. Uh, a sport like athletics is well funded in 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 the UK, but equally, there's a huge amount of international competition in athletics. Mm-hmm. If you look at the other top five funded sports um, by the UK, which would be rowing, cycling, sailing, and canoeing, they're sports where. Uh, there's not such a widespread international tradition uh, of participation, perhaps. Um, certainly, they're sports that rely to a great extent on uh, technology uh, as well. And therefore, the investment that Britain can make in those kind of sports probably gives them an edge in sports where there isn't as high and as great a competition for, for medals as uh, as others, such mm. as athletics and, and, and swimming. And so there is certainly a... Uh, ha- and has been over time a growing kind of prioritization of particular sports where uh, chosen very strategically for, for their medal winning potential. Is the British model replicable? Uh, I just want to bring up South Korea's example. South Korea had some goals. Uh, they were uh, not met. Um, and I suppose some people were disappointed that South Korea fared relatively uh, poorly in comparison to previous Olympics, but if we're talking about the UK, a very wealthy country, uh, a strong tradition in sports, uh, they invented football, they invented rugby, cricket, not necessarily Olympic sports, but uh, a a long sporting tradition with resources, with technology, it's not something that necessarily any other country can follow as a benchmark, right? I think uh, a number of of countries are are really competing um, uh, and, and joining this kind of growing kind of competitive kind of nature for, for elite sports success. Um, there's been some really interesting research done on uh, to try and identify the, the policy factors that could be put in place by different countries to try and, and gain elite sports success. And so the scale of funding is undoubtedly one of those those factors. But other factors that countries may or may not be able to follow include... Uh, a level of sports science support, mm. putting in place good coaching and competition structures, identifying uh, talent, I, uh, having identifying, being able to identify talent and putting in effective uh, systems for supporting, um, supporting and developing the athletes once they're in the system. And so, certainly, this is an area where 
countries have and, and can learn from each other to a certain extent. Obviously, those decisions then have to be relevant and imp- be able to be implemented in the particular countries um, that might be trying to learn from overseas. Right. Um, uh, um, one other question, and I suppose as far as the future uh, with sport policy in the UK is, uh, I am imagining that the uh, plan is to go forward, continue to build upon those results in the uh, Summer Olympics. Um, perhaps not as much success up till now in, in the Winter Games. Are there efforts being made across all uh, levels and types of sports? Uh, certainly is, is money being invested in, in the Winter Games and actually we have uh, become better in that uh, over over time but certainly the, the, the bulk of the funding and the priority remains the, the, the Summer Olympics and obviously there will be anticipation that other countries would be increase their competition running up to, to Tokyo we anticipate China coming back as you say and, and wanting to re-establish their, their place as a, a sporting superpower UK have, have committed that funding in place for, um, for, for the Tokyo cycle. And in the longer term, it's hard to see uh, very much change in, in, that, in the prioritisation of elite sport in, in the UK. As long as people continue to play a national lottery and the funding's there, and politicians see value in, um, in funding elite sport, then we'd like to see that that, that prioritisation continue. I think it's, it's hard to see a politician once they become right. associated with the, the country's success turning their back sure. and, and not funding it to the same extent. Well, it's an amazing uh, success story. Uh, we do thank you so much for joining us and helping us understand uh, this success better. Thank you very much, Dr. Lindsay. Glad to speak to you. Thank you very much.